0: well hello welcome once again my friends this is your brother uh brother craig sims have another lesson i just want to share with everybody you know i just been doing a lot of uh thinking about some things you know i was fortunate enough to watch the inauguration of our new president amen and our vice president and um it was good to see it was good to see the political process uh go forward amen and the uh, peaceful transition of power, of course, everything wasn't perfect, but um, it again, it was a beautiful sight to see. You know, no matter who, who's in office, I love to see uh, the, the system that we have in place go forward, because we really do have a good system, amen? And a lot of times, we don't focus on that enough, you know. Our political system is really a good system. Okay, with that being said, we're going to go into this lesson. I entitled this lesson, God and Government. You know, what we want to do is explore how God relates to government and how government relates to God and what should be our view It relates to government. How does it all fit together? Is government anti-God? Is government a bad thing? Is government a good thing? And uh, so we're going to explore that because, you know, living in today's society, uh, it's increasingly apparent that a lot of people see government as evil. You know, of course, there's bad things that happen within government, but government itself is good. Amen. Could we imagine what it would be like if we had no form of government, no form of control? Amen. It would be. A horrible place to live in any country that doesn't have a system of government so government is not a bad thing and we're gonna see that in Scripture Uh, so my first point here is this God is the one who established government and we need to understand that God established government that doesn't mean God agrees with everything that goes on in government so the question is this why did God Institute government well, for the purpose of keeping order within the earth, and that's the purpose of government. Coming from Romans thirteen, starting at verse one, it says this, and I'm reading out of the uh, NIV version. The Bible says, "Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established." by God. So it's saying here that God is the one that put authority and power in place. Now we might not understand it. or we might not know why, but he's the one that established it. Amen. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Verse three says, for rulers hold no terror for those who do right but for those who do wrong do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority then do what is right and you will be commended see here's the thing i you know i was talking to somebody the other day and i'll just let him know you know the laws are in place for people who break laws for lawbreakers. you know the law is not for righteous people some people you know They're bent on breaking laws, and those rules are in place to keep them in check. But then there's others, you know, righteous people. Who's going to do the right thing, regardless of whether there's a law in place or not? Amen. So, really, law is in place to keep evil people in check. Amen. Okay, verse 2 says, Godly people serving in government is more beneficial for the people. See, we need to understand that. The more godly people, the more God-fearing people we have in power is more beneficial for us. Why? We're going to see that. Proverbs 29 and 2 says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bad rule, the people mourn. Okay? So we're going to unpack that says when the righteous, that's talking about the morally upright. People who have morals, people who have values. in authority the people rejoice why because we understand listen to this that righteous people have morals and will govern according to their moral principles and that's why it's good to have godly people in power people that have morals and then it says when the wicked but when the wicked the morally wrong the wicked the crooked people like that bad rule the people mourn why Because we understand wicked people, crooked leaders, now get this, will lack the ability to govern by moral principles because they themselves have none. You know, you can't give what you don't have. You know, if a person doesn't have no moral integrity, they won't be able to rule or guide with moral integrity. It starts inward first. And that brings me to my first PowerPoint. Governing starts inwardly. All right. If a person cannot govern themselves, they cannot govern others. So it all starts with us, ourselves. If we can't govern ourselves, then we can't govern others. Amen. We have to have the ability to govern ourselves. We have to have it in us. And that brings me to a point right quick. You know, the Holy Spirit is our governor. He governs us. Amen. The Holy Spirit convicts us when we do wrong. Amen. The Holy Spirit leads and guides us for the christian the holy spirit is our governor amen so number three the influence of christianity now get this and the bible is beneficial to any nation and that's why the enemies is is set out to remove the bible amen and to paint christianity as a a a religion of harshness and hate the enemy's out to do that why because He understands the power of Christianity. He understands the power that we have to shape society. In fact, this society we live in, America, was shaped by Christianity. And I'm going to prove that. It says right here, I'm going to read this again. The influence of Christianity in the Bible is beneficial to any nation. Psalm 33 and 12, NIV version, it says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, you see there, The people he chose for his inheritance. And Proverbs 14 and 34 says this, it says, righteousness exalted a nation, but sin is a reproach or a shame to any people. So it says righteousness. America is, is known as a Christian nation. Of course, we got all types of religions and all, but primarily America was founded on Christian principles, Christian values. Bible, amen. So America became great because of what? The influence of Christianity and the Bible. It's no coincidence that our presidents place their hand and swear the oath of office on the Bible. Because the Bible was, is our foundation. Amen. Now I'm gonna give a few quotes from a couple of presidents just to show. The, the power of the influence that Christianity had on our previous presidents. George Washington, he was our first U.S. president. Look what he said. He said, while we are zealously performing the duties of good citizens and soldiers, we certainly ought not to be inattentive to the higher duties of religion. Now, he's talking about Christianity there. To distinguish character of patriot, it should be our highest glory to add the more distinguished character of Christian. In other words, he was saying it's good to be a patriot, but the main thing is to live out our Christianity, to be a good Christian. Amen. So that was our first president. Our second president, which who was John Adams, look what he said. He said, suppose a nation in some distant region should take the Bible for their only law book. In other words, they take the Bible and make that their law book. And every member should regulate his conduct by the precepts they're exhibited. If everybody within that region would live according to the Bible. Look what he says. Every member would be obliged in conscience to temperance, fragility, and industry, to justice, kindness, and charity towards his fellow men. And to piety, love, and reverence toward almighty God. What a utopia, what a paradise would this region be. Basically we're saying if the Bible was the law of a region, and just the Bible alone, that pers- that place, excuse me, would be a blessed place if everybody would live according to the Bible. Okay, last one is Ben Franklin. He says, Here's my creed. I believe in one God, the creator of the universe, that he governs it by his providence, that he ought to be worshipped. So all of these famous people, amen, all these people, our founding fathers, they acknowledge the existence of God, and a lot of them were Christians. Now, I know some people might say, well, they weren't Christians because of this or that reason. Amen, we got to understand the culture of the times, amen, And, and certainly things was not perfect, but... My point is Christianity was a great influence in the founding of this country. So the question is what can we do as individuals to help our nation be all that it intended, that God intended her to be? Number one, we need to be good Christian citizens. Amen. Allow our fate lived out to add to the betterment of our country. You know, the best thing we can do is be good citizens and live out our Christianity. It all starts at uh, a grassroots level. Amen. It doesn't start at the top, it starts at the bottom. If we want the nation to be better, it's going to start at the bottom. Micah 6 and 8 says, New King James, Version. said, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you, of us? And it means, it, it says, But to do justly, we ought to do all the right things amen to love mercy to show mercy towards others and to walk humbly with your god we ought to remain humble and walk with our god those are the best things we can do number two okay what can we do as individuals to help our nation to take part in the political process you know i'm a firm believer we ought to vote at one time i saw things different but now i understand the importance of it we need to vote, but afterwards, under good whoever wins with prayer. The thing about it is our candidate might not get in. But does that mean we just be anti-president, the new president? No, we ought to pray for the president. You know whoever in office is our president, whether we want him to be there or not. Amen. The best thing we can do is pray for him. In fact, first Timothy two, verse one through four, I'm reading it out of the Christian Standard Bible, it says right here First of all, then I urge that petitions, prayer, and intercessions and thanksgiving be made for everyone. See, we need to be praying for everybody. Verse 2 says, For kings and all those who are in authority. We don't have a king, but we do have a president, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. Now we're going to unpack verse 2. It says, for all kings and all those who are in authority so we should be praying for all who are in authority regardless of their politics whether we agree with them or not then it says the way, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity so that goes to show us that our prayers can impact the quality of our life amen that's why it's important for us to pray for our leaders you know, a lot of people think prayers is power, man, prayer has power. Amen. And I'm not on um, teaching on prayer, but prayer is the most powerful force, uh, the most powerful thing we can do as it relates to living down here. Amen. Prayer allows God to get involved in our situation. Amen. Verse 3 says, This is good and it pleases God, our Savior. So God is pleased when we are praying for people who wants everyone to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So God wants everybody to be saved, whether the Republican, whether it is Democrat, Libertarian, listen, God wants everyone to be saved. So our prayers can do what impact the society in which we live. This is my last example right here and, and, and it's uh coming from Jeremiah 29 and 7. And seek the peace of the city, whether I have caused you to be carried away captives, and pray unto the Lord for it, for in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. Okay? So the bottom line is it this wherever God has us, whatever nation we are in, as Christians, we are to pray for the peace and the prosperity of that place. Amen. We're not to be against that place, but to be for that place so with that being said that's the conclusion of my lesson hey i hope you've enjoyed this lesson thank god for tuning in once again be blessed in jesus name